Hello everyone! What's babbling? This is Psycho Babbles with Miranda and Lauren. One time we're gonna have to do the you go high and I go low. What do you mean? Like babbling? What's babbling? What's babbling? What's babbling? Oh wait, wait. Oh, okay. Are you in high or low? I'm, I'll do low. Okay. What's babbling? That actually Oh, dang! That was actually so good. Wait, can we do it again? What's Psychological effects of the internet, where I talk about the topics I'm learning, and Lauren responds with her own thoughts. Ooh, you didn't have any anything to uh, say? If I have any, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I was waiting for it. Um, anyway, this is episode sixty-four. You know what that means? Only twenty episodes left. Hey, to zero, to zero, to zero. Let's do it. Um, we're gonna be telling parents how to do their job and parent their children. Okay. Great. Not really. Like, I guess we'll just offer them some advice because knowing what to do about your child and their internet use can be really difficult, um, especially when they're receiving all this information saying it's bad for their kids. But, like, it's also such a big part of our lives now. Um, it's, like, it's difficult to figure out how the internet should be involved in your kid's life. So we're actually not going to tell you how to, how to do your job, but we'll offer some advice on how to do your job. I see. As a parent. As from us who are not parents, and because we we love of us might never be yeah um and so you know we love mansplaining <laughs> especially when it's a woman yeah <laughs> okay um That's the so only time I like to mansplain <laughs> when it's to a woman to a woman no that's the only type of mansplaining yeah that I can wait do. I explain stuff to men about men things. So mansplaining. mansplaining, mansplaining, explaining to a man. Yeah, like tractors, wow, bush light, and cowboy boots. Do you know a lot of stuff? I don't think you're describing men in general. You're explaining <laughs> very like, like Wisconsin night boys. That's very valid. Men. To be honest, I don't get out of the state much besides for vacation. Honestly, same. So yeah, my anyway. my I, it might be a little stereotypical, but from where I was from, back home. Most of the boys were like that. Yep, same, kind so, of, kind of. Um, anyway, right off the bat, we'll cover some even more facts about how internet use impacts children. I think this is the last episode that we talk about children. So I love talking about children. I am kidding. That was very creepy. I'm kidding. If you saw the face you just made, that was very creepy. It wasn't creepy. Okay, anyway, there is this U shape, okay? It's called a... Oh my god, I haven't taken any math classes since high school. I got you. Parabolic. Parabolic? Like, metabolism? Parabolic. 
Oh, parabolic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? That's what I said. No, I thought you were talking about something. I didn't realize you were talking about the shape of the graph. Yeah. Okay. Parabolic, right? Yeah, so parabolic. U-shaped. Because it's, it's a parabola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's parabolic. Th- okay, you made me feel so No, 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 no so because I thought we were talking, I didn't know if we were talking about the graph. I thought we were talking about something completely different. So I was no, like, I don't know if that's how you say true. it. True, I didn't like emphasize yeah, you did. I just said U-shape. <laughs> okay. But it's it's not really a U-shape because it's actually. Yeah, it's, par- it's a parabola. Yeah, it's actually like upside down. Yeah, it's like a frowny face. Yeah. But no eyes. Anyway. Obviously. Anyway. Um, Maybe this U-shape represents the amount of either negative or positive effects there are on, like, a child's mental well-being. Mm-hmm. So, basically, no internet use and too much internet use can have small negative effects on mental well-being. But moderate use can have small positive effects. So, when you're looking at this upside-down U, it's, like, not enough but too much are both at the bottom. And then right in the middle, just enough, is your peak, your high point of, like, positive effects. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I have to explain it for the podcast because people can't see it, even though you also can't see it. But you can see me drawing out the graph in the air. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so this is the same when it comes to, like, emotional attachment. So first we were talking about, like, small positive negative effects. But in terms of, like, emotional attachment... Um, basically moderate amounts of screen time lead to the highest emotional attachment to parents, um, and then just, like, positive affects, like, feelings, um, while low and high amounts lead to the lowest emotional attachments and positive affects. So, a more specific term for this is the Goldilocks hypothesis. Yes, I know that. Yeah, um. But apparently they don't, so. Yeah, so that states that something that is too big is not very good, or, like, something that is too much is not very good, but something that is, like, too small or, like, not enough is not good either, but something moderate or in the middle is just right. So the Goldilocks hypothesis. Wait, are we going to do another episode? No. I don't have another one right now. Okay, my nails. Oh, I can write one. Or I can just, should I just try to spitball it? Yeah, okay, I'll okay. get my nail polish. Okay, I'll Keep try talking. I'll try to spitball it, but anyway, um... No, you have to come back because I actually have a question. Um, okay. I think the term Goldilocks hypothesis is a very fitting term for this hypothesis. And I know I explained the definition and that kind of proves why it's so fitting. I just thought it was really cute because in my head I was kind of thinking, I was like, oh, the way they keep saying just right, it reminds me of Goldilocks. And then I read an article that literally brought up Goldilocks and I was like, okay, sweet. Okay, well, I came back. I'm back. If you missed me, which I hope you did. Yeah, you probably didn't like me just ranting about the Goldilocks hypothesis and how spitting I thought it was. But you can talk. Yeah, I'll keep talking. I'll ask you the question from the bathroom and hopefully they can hear you. Um, So basically, if the studies are showing that not too, wait, that too little and too much can be like bad or like see negative effects, but moderate is good. How are parents doing with the internet use, you know? Um, yeah, so now to you, my question is, would you say that with the knowledge you have of today's youth, would you say they are successfully handling it, parents are? Because I know, I don't know if you would know I mean, too much have, about the youth. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not really encountering it that much. Yeah. But my baby, uh, my my cousins who have kids that I know now, um, <laughs> They do a good job of like controlling how much time they're on a screen. Okay. So I think it's good for my experience. I just don't know about the whole population. Okay, we're gonna talk about that, like what you just said. 
about how they control the screen time or like well, no, or it's monitoring. like okay like we're only gonna watch this amount of time like stuff because they like well especially my um my cousin they really like to get their kid out and about like at, like doing stuff in the no, backyard yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. compared to like being on the internet yeah and so basically we're gonna talk about the there's three different types of have, parents i just don't have a lot of experience kind of knowing yeah so but i do hate kids who I do hate parents who put their kids on the internet, like YouTube family channels. Oh, and then and just let them sit there and exploiting their kids for money. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Yeah, and some like I know some parents will just like put their kids on like YouTube, and then yeah. just let them watch whatever the heck they want. But then like they're like, oh, well if they're watching this, then they're not distracted, and then I don't have to deal with them. Oh, yeah. And it's like okay, well they're literally your child. Um. But anyway, um. So what most parents do is they go based off pure screen time. And so that's what you were kind of saying about your aunt. Um, cousin. Sorry, cousin. Um, like, it just sounds like they go off pure screen time. Well, it also depends, because they'll be like, okay, we're going to watch. Like, they know what they're going to have their kid watch. Yeah. But only for a certain amount of time. Yeah, and so, like, here, there are a lot of settings where you can, like, see how much screen time a device is getting. Oh, um, you know my sister? Yeah. Yeah, you should tell them about my sister. Wait, she had, wait... It was hours and hours and no, hours. No, wasn't it like literally twenty four hours? Like double digits. Yeah, I because I remember it was telling, like a full day of TikTok. Because I remember telling my sister about. I was like, yeah, her like Lauren's sister had twenty four hours on TikTok for the week. Yeah, my sister's like, no, I have like three hours. Yeah, that's like a whole day. Yeah. Well, anyway, okay, so yeah, you can see how much screen time a device is getting, and then you can update how much screen time each app gets. Um, and basically, like, once they've reached that set screen time, it kicks them out, and they can't access it again, like, except with a password. But what the Child Development Journal found in one of their studies is that restrictions on child's time, like, in front of smartphone smartphones or tablets, is, like, actually out of date. Um, and another study found that most children between the ages 2 and 5 are limited to 1 to 2 hours a day. But there was actually no consistent correlation between the advised di- digital usage limits, and then young children's well-being. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and this was a study from 2010 to 2016. So this was a six-year period of, like, looking at children age two to five and, like, seeing how they developed. And there's, like, no correlation. Same kids? I think so, okay. yeah. It said it was... Um, I know what that kind of study is. I don't remember what it was. Longitudinal. Longitudinal. Yeah. Um, and so, like, between... There's no consistent correlation between the advice digital usage limits and then like young children's world yes um as in i understand yeah and they also found that like a broader family context which is things such as like how parents set rules about screen time and then how they engage in exploring the digital world together um is like those kind of things are more important than just raw screen time uh, if that makes sense yes yeah um, so the data shows that limiting screen time to a specific number is not that effective, yet so many parents continue to do it, and I think it's because they don't really so know don't care how about, else. So they don't really care about the content, they usually just care about the time. Yeah, it's just like raw screen time where they're like, you are limited, you will have two hours of screen time. You can choose to use it however you want, um, or like even if they do limit it, limit it, like what you can do, they're like what they allow you to have access to they're like you can use it for this amount of time and so they they don't they just think that limiting the time is effective but the evidence actually shows that it's not and like so many parents just continue to do it and like i was gonna say is that i think 
that parents don't really have an idea of what else they can do with their kid with the internet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but also, and like, so, you don't, I mean, I get what they're saying, though. Like, they want their kids, like, out and about exploring, like, having the same, same experiences as they did as when they were kids. Mm-hmm. But also, yet again, this, they're bring, they're getting brought up in a completely different world than their parents. Yeah. So it's, like, it's hard to justify. And so what I would say to that is, like, it's okay, because what they're saying is they want their kids to be out and about way more. And again, that's where the parenting comes in, where yeah, it's, you like, to be out and about with them. Yeah, it's, like, well, you should be going out with them. You should be taking on, them on these, like adventures but also like limiting their screen time isn't a bad thing no especially if it's informational screen time yeah like sit them in front of the tv having watch a bunch of documentaries they'll learn a lot yeah and so now we're gonna move on to the three types of parents um and when it comes to like authoritative no no not in that sense this is this is in terms of limiting screen time so the three types of parents in terms of limiting screen time uh so first we have enablers and these are the parents with children who have plenty of screen time and access to devices, like, pretty much as much as they want. Um, they see how other kids and families use technology, and they try to replicate it, so they may not know how to, like, use the technology themselves. Um, they might just see a lot of families, like, letting their kids use technology, so they therefore let their kids use technology, but they don't know how to manage like first-time it. First-time parent. Yeah, and so they basically just, like, allow their own child to set the technology agenda. So the kid can just, like, the kid just uses it when they want to use it. That and makes sense why they're called enablers, though. Yeah, and so the parents won't, like, say anything about it. Next, we have limiters. Okay. And these are the parents who actively work to minimize their kid's use of technology. Um, they're more likely to listen to widespread concerns about the impact of technology, like, on children, when it comes to, like, attention spans and interpersonal relationships. And as we know, because we talked about it, the articles that only address negative effects either don't give accurate de- de- like accurate data mm-hmm. or they don't report on the positive effects. So it's basically like this moral panic that they're spreading and they're like believing it. They're they're yeah. actively part of this moral panic and so they just completely limit all internet use. That's very neon. Um, and then basically they take every opportunity to switch off the screens in the house. To like turn just turn them off. They complete limited um, use. And then finally we have mentors. And these are the parents who take an active role in guiding kids on the internet. Um, they actively shape their kids' online skills and experience, and they're more likely to talk to their children about responsible use of internet, research specific devices and programs before buying or using them, and then also connecting with their kids through media. Um, and so ultimately these may or are likely to be the most successful parents when it comes to preparing kids for a world filled with screens. Um, and so like, just based on these three descriptions, like where would you say your parents fell for like internet use? Um, well, definitely not enablers cause they definitely knew like what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> um, I remember when we were younger and we wanted to play on the Wii, they would give us um, two hours on the weekend to play. So we could use the two hours whenever we wanted. But yet again, they weren't very strict about it. It yeah. was kind of just like a, yeah, two hours, try and go with that. Because we yeah. had chores we had to do on I'll the say, weekend. Again, I think, like, as it always happens with categories like this, like, no person is going to fall into yeah. one exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, it's going to be, like, a scale, you know? Yeah, but also, like, my parents, they often, um, I know they didn't, like, they restricted certain TV shows for us mm-hmm. um, when we were, like, in middle school. Like, it wasn't even because it was inappropriate. It was because they don't want to be coming home and that being on the TV. So it was like Teen Titans Go because there was like a bunch of yelling. Oh, and I see. Amazing World of Gumball because I thought it was stupid. Oh, that sounds amazing. Well, yeah, I ended up watching it eventually. <laughs> but like whenever they were home, they we had a. I can yeah, see so that. we could watch it when they weren't home. But when they were home, they're like, yeah, no, we're going to watch something a little bit more educational and not mind mm-hmm. on So they admitted that, like, sure, we don't think some of this stuff is good for you brain wise, but they didn't have facts. Mm-hmm. But they also didn't stop us from watching it. Yeah. And they always were like, okay, when we got to, like, a certain amount of time, like, a reasonable time, I was like, okay, you've been on, the, like, the TV for a while now, like, do you have homework you need no, to see, do? No, see, and I think that is definitely more mentor. Like, yeah. they're, they're actively they engaging in, like, the use of the internet or, like, of yeah. the technology. Yeah, it's also, yeah, because a big thing for us, though, my parents were just like, you gotta have your chores done, you gotta have your homework done if you want to keep watching yeah. TV. See, my parents are definitely in the mentor mentor role um, because my dad's really good with technology and he researches everything before he buys it. Oh, yeah. Everything. Um, so he definitely, like, looks into devices and stuff. Um, I think they would... Because a part of me almost considered that maybe they would fall into the enablers because we didn't have any limitations. Like, we didn't ever have any screen time. We didn't have any, like, parental control. We didn't have any, they could see what we were doing on our phones. They actually just, like, trusted us. And so that's when I realized that they are hardcore in the mentor category because they just taught us how to be responsible on the internet. What is the most important thing? Yeah, and so, like, they trusted us to use the internet because, again, like, they taught us how to use it. And so, like, none of us ever did anything, like, inappropriate, I don't think, or, like, did something they wouldn't want to do. That's good. There was one time that my sister accidentally bought a Barbie movie. On our, on our Kindle. Sure. Um, and I don't, we don't know how she did it. Accidentally. No, like, literally, she was so young. Like, she has oh. no idea how it did And my parents were like, no way was our credit card, like, hooked up to it. But then, like, I don't know if they realized that maybe it was. Because, again, like, the technology was pretty new. Um, but, yeah, she, like, accidentally just bought a Barbie movie. Maybe she does know and she's just never shared it. Um, but, yeah, just one day we had a Barbie movie, um, like, on the Kindle. And we were like, okay. So that happened, but again, it was like responsible usage of it. Um, and also, I'm just like naturally overshare, and so I tell my parents everything that I do on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I tried to hide something, I wouldn't be able to because I would share it by accident. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that might be just me, my like me being myself. But um, but yeah, no, they were definitely mentors. Like we, they were very big on the don't give out personal information. Mm-hmm. Like, they let us use social media, but they were, like, again, set everything to private. Actually, they didn't know when we started using Instagram. I didn't know when my sister started use, using Instagram. Just randomly one day, I was, like, I saw the app on her phone, and I was, like, oh, you're on Instagram. You know when I started first using Instagram? What? Um, it was a very specific time. We were at the UW Oshkosh volleyball camp, and I was with these group of girls that were in my group. And Wait, how old, though? I was in middle school probably. Oh, okay, okay. And they were like, oh, let's add each other all on Instagram. And I was like, I don't have Instagram. And they're like, you don't have Instagram? Oh. So then we spent the next, like, hour getting me on Instagram. Yeah, I was say, I remember specifically when I actively started using Instagram. Because I had an account when I was in 
like sixth grade because everyone was getting it and it was like like I don't even remember what it was because I didn't want to use my first name so it was like panda something because like my dad growing up would call me Miranda Panda he still calls me Miranda Panda he could not go, Ninja Olsen no 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 um but my dad still like he always calls he always goes Miranda, Miranda Panda pudding and pie kissed the boys and made them cry dang um, Miranda you heartbreaker yeah um so he still calls me that so anyway it was like panda something and then I deleted it because I never used Instagram. And then, like, when I was a junior in high school, we had this Christmas party with me and my friends, and they wanted to post on Instagram. And I was like, well, I don't have Instagram. And so then we just, like, spent time making me an Instagram account. And I was a junior in high school. so. But you had it before. Yeah, but I never used it. And so that's why I deleted it. I was like, I literally never use this. Um, so, yeah, that's my Instagram story. But, again, like, now my parents know. Because I share, I literally, every time I post something, I go, oh, mom, you want to see what I posted on Instagram? And then I scroll through it. Um, and I think, again, it's because they pretty much taught us how to use the internet properly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my parents were big on the, men- were big in the mentor category. Anyway, um, when looking at all three, limiters are the most likely to have children who engage in problematic behavior. And I have seen this firsthand so many times. It's actually crazy. Wait, can you say it again? Um, limiters are the most likely to have children who engage in problematic behavior. Oh, yeah. All the people all I know, the time. all the people I know who are like, eh, their parents really limited them. Yep. And it's pretty easy With to everything. guess why. everything. Yeah. Because basically, these kind of parents don't seem to understand that shielding their kids from the internet, yeah, okay, that might work short term. Long term. But guess what? Once they finally get online, they're going to lack the skills and habits that allow for safe and successful use and interactions with the internet. Like, they're not going to know how to do it. They're going to have all this freedom. They're going to be able to, like, look things up that they think everyone's looking up. And it's like, okay, I, like, that's not what people are looking up. They're going to have access to all the stuff they're going to want this freedom they're gonna be like i have all this freedom they're not gonna have the skills to be like i shouldn't look that up i shouldn't put this online like that kind of stuff um so yeah be a mentor not a limiter okay um you can be an enabler i guess if you want but like i still think a mentor kind of sounds better Mm -hmm. um and i promise technology isn't that bad for your kids you just need to find the right rules to set and be responsible with the internet use you know um aim for the amount of screen time that is just right just right yep and again i said it before i think this is all for children like or the topic of children um the next few episodes will be moving into like the internet and older adults and if the next episode's bad i'm really sorry because i haven't written it out but Lauren and i decided i'm just gonna wing it yeah, I gotta look. yeah i'm just gonna wing it so let's do it bye This episode of Psychobabbles is sponsored by... Just kidding! You thought we had a sponsor? We actually don't. Miranda procrastinates too much. So, I hope you enjoy the last few seconds of just music as we suffer through these next couple of days of trying to get all these episodes done. Goodbye. (laughs)